The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 23. If it's your first time, welcome to the show. If you've listened to us in the past, welcome back. With me is my good friend, Michael Diaz. Michael, how are you today? I am excellent. How are you doing, Joe? Doing well. You know, another week where I thought, what are we going to talk about? And two things hit yesterday that, uh, amongst other things, that have, again, put us in the Star Wars universe and the news that's happening there. Um, Number one is the Mandalorian trailer drop. It's the second trailer. So good. Just take the money, right? Like, just... Disney Plus take my money because after like all these other streaming places are trying to figure it out, and I think Disney did figure it out a little bit, at least to get my money up front. Well, they seem to have the content. I'm not going to argue with you there. But I will say this. Uh, we were just talking about this before the show started. I have terrible internet because of where I live. That said, Netflix works great here. So they figured out that video alg- algorithm because Netflix oh, works great here. Hulu, eh. Even YouTube works pretty well, but Netflix, I mean, I get a buffer that I'm sure you probably don't even see, and if you do, it's a split second. My buffer might last a couple seconds, so I'm concerned as to whether or not Disney has figured out that aspect of things, because when I use Hulu, which is now predominantly owned by Disney, or at least has control, Hulu will sometimes time out on me, and I'll have to, like an episode would just pause and then recache, hmm. and it's annoying as hell. Which yeah, that would be not, horrible. It's not their fault. It's not, you know, I live in an area with terrible internet. This, But the fact of the matter is, I, I'm hoping Disney has, has solved that issue as well. I hope it's at least as good as Netflix. For yeah, because you, yeah, you don't want the Mandalorian going all over the place when you're watching, because judging by this preview, this, this looks theatrical quality, like, Oh, I, if yes. you told me if you if you told me this is going to be the Mandalorian um, first in a sequel or first in a trilogy, I would think it would be a film because it, clearly they're not holding back on what they're spending, and um, it just it looks amazing. Now today I listened to uh, Disney released panels of the Mandalorian of a press uh, junket they did I think about a week ago, and they had an interview with John Favreau and the cast and also with um, Dave Filoni and man, it just, just hearing those two guys talk about their love for star Wars and the, and this story, I, I, I can't be more positive going into a star Wars entity than I am right now. Yeah. I am way, way more excited for this than I am the rise of Skywalker. I don't know if I'm more excited because the rise of Skywalker is something that is, from childhood to now, this is a whole new thing. And that's why I'm excited. I'm excited. Like I have no idea. No one has any idea. Uh, but I think that's what makes it very exciting. And I like the fact that if you look at 
some of the shots in here. Like they had one of the animal. Well, I don't know if it's the same animal exactly, but it looks like the one that was in the Clone Wars that was in the arena when it was killing, trying. You know, they had the three animals going against Anakin and um, oh, yeah. Obi Wan. Yep. Yep. It's the one with the horn. So there's one of those type of animals in this. So that's a nice little, you know, kind of callback and. There's, there's just so many things. We're, we're, I don't think we're going to break this down frame by frame. We don't want to do that. But overall, I see very much a Star Wars world. I, you know, I'm seeing, you know, creatures. What I do like is like there's a quick cut to like I don't know if it's a cantina and or a, some kind of den of of scoundrels, and so many different things in here. The only thing that might scare me is Bill Burr. What is he doing in this? Where was he? I didn't even see him. Oh, Bill Burr is the guy who's got like uh, he shoots. He's he's the bald guy, and he's got like three a, a gun on his shoulder. Oh my um, god, that was Bill Burr. That's Bill Burr. <laughs> yeah, where he's got like the mounted can or the man, mounted gun on his back. Yep, that's Bill Burr. I'm gonna watch it again because I did not even recognize him. Holy cow! Um, yeah, I'm really excited about this. Like I said, you're not so much more excited. I am more excited because to me, this feels like more of a grown-up Star Wars. It's going to be it's going to be a little dirtier, a little edgier. I mean, it definitely has that and purposefully so. It definitely has that uh, western vibe to it. Yep. You know, it's kind of lawless and it's it's an interesting time because obviously, you know, Mandalorians are known, you know, well, the ones we've seen predominantly in the films, bounty hunters. Um, you know, there are I want to say they're a warrior race, but they're aggressive or can be, as we've seen in the in the Clone Wars and whatnot. But it appears this one is obviously a bounty hunter, as Django and Boba was. Doesn't mean that he's mm-hmm. any relation, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was in some way. But it's, it's like I said, that darker, seedier aspect of Star Wars is something I'm into, and I, you know, it, this makes me kind of feel like Star Wars has grown up with me now. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm 100% there for it, and I'm really excited about it. And like you said, there were some there's some throwbacks. You mentioned uh, possibly that beast from the prequels, but then uh, what we see, uh, I, I can't, oh, I never know how to say this name. Is it is it Trandoshan? Tra- yeah, yeah, Bosk, his people. We see a couple yep. of those show up with some. Uh, you know, bladed weapons going against him. That was awesome. Obviously. Yeah. That was like the photo they released. Uh, I think we talked about it on a prior podcast, but yeah. Yep. And then obviously the, the carbonite, um, obviously after solo was the first now, one to be encased in carbonate. So apparently that is now the default way to travel with your captured cargo. Right. Yeah. But the funny thing is that's built into a ship. Yeah. Yes. So that's cool. That is like, way it's, cool. you know, they it, it, word spread apparently. Uh, through Boba Fett or something before, because we don't know the time between Empire and Jedi, right? Is it, was that a year, three years? Like was I don't remember. On frozen, I don't really. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but it wasn't super long. You know, it, it could have been much more than yeah, a year or so. But enough for Boba Fett to tell tales of like this is how, you know. Well, he wouldn't even have to tell anyone. He shows up at Jabba's palace with Han and Carbonite. And then, you know, let's face He's it. on the wall for display, right? Right, and let's face it, you know, Jabba's palace is full of other bounty hunters and other kind of seedy individuals. So they're like, yeah, well, yep. we're going to do what he did. So, very cool. 
totally looking forward to it. I mean, it's what three weeks away now. Well, for you, and I haven't gotten, and I have, but the funny thing is, I haven't received any information like download the Disney Plus app or here's like I've signed up. I've, they've got my credit card already, so I'm interested to see. You know, like even when I go to the Disney Plus site, you still can't just like log in to see your account yet. See, it's still like I still have not signed up yet for two reasons. One being is that. Again, I'd have to double check, but as of today, as far as I know, uh, Disney has not reached a deal with Amazon to get on to the Fire Stick. All right. But also, uh, I need to find out, I don't control the cell phone bill at this house, but I think we have Verizon Unlimited, and if so, then I get it for free for a year. So There you go. I've, I, I hope to have this all situated in the next two or three weeks, because... I don't want to miss out. Oh, yeah, because we're going to talk about it here after it's like there will be spoilers after the first, you know, we're going to have those shows. At least I, if you can't make it, I'll do, <laughs> do it until you can. <laughs> I'm sure I will I'll not waste time. I will find a way. Yeah, it'll be a something, you know, to talk about for each week. That's what I like about it is that it's not going to be given all at once. Now, what did you say again? So, What's the only thing that gives you pause on the Mandalorian? Is that Bill Burr? Well, no, I don't know. <laughs> well, I won't, let me, let me uh, throw this out there. Gina Carano gives me pause. It all depends on how much she's in it. Well, her interview was really good uh, today. They listened to like as, as a panel and um, I, I feel like they're going to use her properly, which means non-speaking you know, role. Well, if they do, then they're going to give her direction. Like, I think probably better direction. You've got you got some really strong people working on this. You know, know, they even know. talked about Taika Waititi. They talked about, um, uh, what's her name? Ron Howard's daughter. Oh, my gosh. Bryce Dallas. Bryce Dallas, you know, uh, who directed her. And uh, she was talking about, you know, having, having a director look out for her in a different way. It was, was interesting, you know. Well. So really good, really good um, interview today. If you want to find they're out there, it's on a couple podcasts have them. I'm glad that's good. I just, I have nothing against Gina Carano. She is badass, And if alone in a room with her, she would kill me in about four seconds. She is impressive physically. Uh, and I don't mean that as an, oh, she's an attractive woman. She is an attractive right. woman. I mean, physically, like she scares me. She is that impressive, you know? Pop your head right off. She's that good. But unfortunately, everything I've seen her in this far, she is a god-awful actress. So all I'm saying is the fewer lines Gina Carano has, the better. Yeah, we shall see. I, I mean, I think the art direction looks on point. Everything looks on point. It's like I don't, you know, I really hope the story is good. I, I don't see why it wouldn't be. There's smart people running this. This this seems like a... A bona fide hit. Yeah, J.J. Abrams has I nothing to do with it. Be fine. So, <laughs> well, we shall see. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just playing. We shall I'm just see. playing. Yeah, my, and that complaint about Gina Carano is a very minor complaint. I know I kind of come across as, you know, the Debbie Downer or the negative Nelly, but you know, brass right. tacks. I'm very excited and very into Mandalorian. It makes me feel like a kid. So, well, uh, what was cool is you was the first time you got to hear his voice was at the end. We don't know if he's ever going to take his helmet off. Looks like somebody's trying to pull it off at the end, right. but um, there's no indication that we'll see him without a helmet yet. Kind of adds to the mystery. I right. like that. 
Yeah, but when you when you really tag an actor like that, that that's amazing. Like you would think he would want his face a couple. Oh, we times. will, we will. But you know, it's a little bit of like the 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 real Judge Dredd movie that Carl Urban was in. He really yeah. didn't take off his helmet, and that was better for it. I that was I like that version of Judge Dredd. That's nothing to do with this podcast at all. But he kept his helmet on, and it worked. Yeah. So there's. Definitely, I mean, great vibes for this. We're, we'll keep you updated as it comes along. Uh, we've got a few things on this show to get to, so I'm going to move to the next bit of Star Wars news. And I'm, I'm curious your take on this. I'm actually kind of happy about it. Uh, Benioff and Weiss have at least come to terms with Disney uh, to walk away from the project they're working on. Uh, in my opinion, I believe that when you sign a $200 million deal with another company, that tends to anger the company that you're working with. And I, I think it's more of that than any kind of creative problem or this or that. And, you know, they both claim that they don't, you know, don't have the time. Um, but there's, don't kid yourself. There's, there's a, there's a big media war happening right now. And they chose to sign with Netflix, which clearly Disney plus is going to, you know, compete with directly, even though they were supposed to do films for the theater, I still believe that this was a, okay, well, you guys signed this deal. We, 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 we can go in other directions. We don't need you. Really? Um, that's my take. So you're saying you think that. they went with Netflix for the $200 million versus going with Disney to do what they've claimed is their dream, which I'm not saying you're wrong. I just, I think they signed, I think they signed a $200 million deal and not wanting to walk away from Disney. I think Disney said, you're done. Yeah, which... I think they got fired. I think they got fired, and they just made it sound good. Although when did they sign the deal with Netflix, though? Was that, that, didn't, that didn't just happen. Not even a month ago, I don't oh, think. Oh, the Disney thing was announced way before, so I think... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Disney, Disney, you know what? For being, you know, the mouse house and all that, and all their family-friendly, family-friendly and kid-approved stuff... Disney can be kind of ruthless. I could totally see them saying, listen, uh, it's us or them. Just that simple. Well, I mean, I do believe, like, listen, they can't afford to have Star Wars fail. No. Right? They just can't. And if somebody goes and says, well, I I have to broker X amount of content for another company, I'm going to be busy. Well, we we thought your focus was going to be on the next three of this thing that you were going to do, and now you're going to divide time. We don't want that. Like, I think it's a fair statement by Disney. I also think that, you know, my gut tells me that the next thing that Benioff and Weiss do will not be good. Well, I just okay. I just have a feeling, and I think I think you know they were they they were handed great content. They did a good job of building. There's no there was no when Game of Thrones came out. There was no like, um. Nobody thought how it should be, right? They just watched, and it was a story unfolding in front of them. Only the people that read the books like me, you know, watched it, understanding what it was and where it was going to go. But there was no anticipation. There was no, like, there's no pressure like Star Wars in that up until the final season, right? Then some would say they didn't stick the landing in terms of what Michael Diaz would say. And uh, then they've had, they walked away from, they had some social media problems because of that. They, they were, you know, ends are hard. I get it. They, doing the end is very, very hard. But I, I just believe that, that 
Disney said, listen, we want somebody that's going to be dedicated to this. And that will lead me to my next point after I hear what you have to say. Well, as you know, I have not watched Game of Thrones, so I can't speak to that. I heard it's very good and the quality was good. However, mm-hmm. I've also very good. heard, and again, this is kind of hearsay for me, that once they didn't have the books to kind of map off of, yes, George R. R. Martin, or Jar Jar, yeah. Anyway, once... Yeah, Jar Jar. Sorry. <laughs> once, once they no longer had the actual books to kind of use as a roadmap, I understand that they had an outline as to where the story was going to go. This the seasons that followed that didn't have direct correlations to the books were weaker, and I'll throw this out there too. And again, for again, sure, for sure, one hundred percent. I'll throw this out there too, having not watched the show, so it's maybe not the fairest thing, but you can kind of tie into that that they didn't really create much original until the last two seasons, and that's where there was been an argument that there's been a drop off in quality, so. I think I said even back when they announced that they were going to do a trilogy for Star Wars that I was concerned because really their great success had been in adaptation and not necessarily creation. So, Unless they were given like Knights of the Old Republic, which would have been an adaptation. Well, yes, and a Darth no, I mean, and a- yes there's, some, there's a lot of work there like from that's not considered Legends. Right, and there's a lot they could pull from, but mm-hmm. those books, whether or not you enjoy them or not, that's not the thing I'm going to say. What I'm going to say is they don't have the caliber of writing behind them that Game of Thrones had. Did you read any of Game of Thrones? No. I'm I'm going. They're on good books, but they're. Would you not call them? Yeah, they are good. Okay. Great literature. I don't know if it's great literature. It's good writing in terms. Of, it, it, there's there's good parts of the writing, and there's some stuff that I find not so great. But you know, that's every author. You know, I can find faults. Um, his stories are very very detailed. I know he obviously loves Tolkien by the way he writes and tries to build that whole world. He you know, you know yeah. But at the end of the day, I think Disney made a move, and who knows where the Feige situation comes in on that. Like I believe, I believe that after rise of Skywalker within by February, by the end of February, Kathleen Kennedy will step down. I thoroughly believe that now they've wiped the slate clean of what she had in the, in the docket and on both a positive and negative note, you know, that we've got the Obi-Wan series. That was, I think her last feather in the bucket because that was going to be a film if anybody has read any news yep, lately I, that yep. you McGregor did say it was going to yep. be a film and now it's a, it's a, a series which I think is better um, but look but and look, I think look, this look. is the time she's going to walk away right it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you 100% because look it was going to be a movie under her right because she's mm-hmm. a producer yep now they've shifted it to a TV show and who controls the TV portion is that her or is that going to be Feige uh, she controls all of Lucasfilm. Okay. So. I still agree with what you're saying that sometime early next year, I would not be surprised if she got the boot, especially now that. I think she, I think she, it's, I think it'll be mutual. I do. I don't think it was just like you're fired. I think, listen, 
she she doesn't want to deal with this. She's made. You know, I think she's got other things. Probably doesn't want to be just tied to well, Star Wars. I and, think Disney hung a lot of the fiasco that was Solo on her neck. Right or right or yeah, wrong. But that, I mean, yeah. Lord and Miller. Um, they from what we hear, they went in a way crazier direction than anyone thought Star Wars would go. And I'd love. I realized I didn't get. I I realized they didn't do a final cut. But I would like to see what they filmed. I would. I'm really curious as to what they put to film, and how out there and funny it is. Yeah, I don't know. I. I'm not. I don't know. I, I'm not I don't, like clamoring for it. Know. I'm not like one of those fans that says, "Oh, we want the Schneider cut of Justice League. You got to give it to us. We know it. We know it exists. Whatever. I I know there isn't a cut of Solo that is the Lord and Miller version, but I kind of like to see a little bit of what they did just for shits and giggles. Because that said, I mean, I love Solo. You know that. I'm apparently. Uh, I didn't realize this, but. Uh, Apparently, for some people, Solo is just as divisive as The Last Jedi, and some people rank it as one. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know how that's so divisive. I, it's just a small story that, that boggles my mind. I know, but some people... I, I was uh, online talking with some friends, and they were ranking Star Wars movies, and a handful of them were saying Solo was way down at the bottom. And I was like, what? I loved Solo. No, it's, it's not Rogue One, and it's not the original films. For what it was, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But we can do a whole podcast on that. But I'm just saying, I, I don't know. Right. I don't know where Star Wars is going. But I I agree with you. I think it might be without Kathleen Kennedy. I think they're going to start from scratch at the beginning of next year. To, to now, I, I think they're going to hold the dates that they have for film releases as they did release because they want to hold those spots. They've got a lot of properties and they want to hold those spots for shareholders and whatever movies will come out. You know, the next, the next star Wars movie will be out um, in 2022 oh. for sure. So regardless, yeah, I mean, but they have also got it slated around Marvel movies. They've got it slated around whatever these piss pass, whatever the avatar crap oh, that's coming I, out. I don't understand that. I um, really enjoyed it. It was great to look at. The story was shit. There's nothing else to say. <laughs> this is you're, you. What's a funny thing to me though is I. I was thinking about this uh, about you yesterday when I was driving. You play Dungeons and Dragons, right? I do. Yet you don't like fantasy. I, I don't. That's what I don't get when you tell me you can't watch like Lord of the Rings. It, it, that stymies me because without that, you would never have gotten Dungeons of Dragons. Okay. That's where that thing started. Like so I don't get. How you didn't like fantasy? Uh, did you read the books, Lord of the Rings? Did you see the movies? Like they're great movies, saw, way better than anything Avatar ever did. I saw the, way better. Oh, I saw the first movie and I was like, so. Oh, yeah. I don't know what to tell I, you because I I went into it with were an open mind, extremely well. I wanted to yeah. love it, and I had questions. I asked my friend who is a Tolkien freak and has read all the books. And I'm like, so what happened with this? Well, if you had read the book, you would know. And right then, I was like, "Nope, I don't want to have to have read." No, nope. the there's there was on. there was nothing there was nothing you needed from the books that the movies that you did not need to read the books to watch those well, movies. Then it was just boring. So I don't so I don't know what you were. Yeah, here's the thing. Okay, I know we were taking a, a left turn here. Yeah. Yes, I played Dungeons as we do as, as we do. I, yes, I played Dungeons and Dragons, and yes, I enjoy playing Dungeons and Dragons. But if I had the option. I would be playing Star Frontiers as well, or not as well, instead. Don't get me wrong. If, gotcha. if anyone in my uh, 
my my D and D gaming group is listening to this. I love playing with you guys. It's so much fun. We played last night. Had a great time. Things are getting awesome in our current quest. That's now over a year old. Now, that said, if two different a dungeon master and a referee, whatever you want to call it, came and we said, "All right, here are your options: a Dungeons and Dragons quest, or Star Wars, not Star Wars, Star Frontiers adventure," which for those of you not in the know, Star Frontiers was also owned by TSR back in the 80s. TSR. Yep. Yeah. But it was their space adventure game, not any of the magic or anything. It was all sci-fi and that kind of stuff. Maybe some telekinesis and whatnot, but... It's weapons. There were weapons and things. It was, yeah, all, yeah, yeah. It was based there in were... science, whereas not based in fantasy. That will always hold a special place in my heart. So, all that to say, I enjoy Dungeons & Dragons. I do. And I enjoy... Some fantasy. You know, I should give Tolkien a chance at some point. The only... Yeah, you think? Yeah, <laughs> it's like saying, it's like saying maybe I'll give Shakespeare a, a, a toss once in a while. He probably had some good stories. Like, he's kind of like the Beatles of that shit. Like, I don't... Like, you have... There's... I, I don't even know how to explain it other well, Shakespeare's than... Shakespeare's more like, like Tarantino without that, without that, you get nothing of what you have today. I so get it's, that. It's, so, when I was a kid... I read the Dragonlance Chronicles, again, put out by TSR. And again, Dungeons and Dragons based. So fantasy, so dragons and magic and more dragons and elves and all that shit. Well, there's not a lot of dragons in Tolkien, by the way, just one. Well, that's fine. I'm, I'm not in it for the dragons. Just so you know. Uh, smog, right? Smog, mm, yeah. I know something. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not... 100% averse to fantasy. It's just, if you offer me sci-fi, I'll take it every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Fantasy, well, every once in a while, it's fun. Yeah. All right. That was a good side tangent. I guess with Star Wars, you know, as Yoda said, always in motion, the future is. We don't really know where it's going to go. And I'm beginning to think that Ryan Johnson's going to be out as well. I think they're really going to come February, clean slate, Feige's going to start over and make sure that he hits at least, it gives him two years to make a film, whatever that is. And you know what? Um, I don't think that... Maybe it's enough time, maybe it's not, I don't know. I don't know that Johnson's going to be, I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I wouldn't be surprised if Johnson was out as well, because not that he made a particularly bad film, though it's not my favorite of the Star Wars films, and though I think there's much wrong with it, for a good percentage of the Star Wars population they love that film and it's their favorite but Feige doesn't do divisive like that look at all the Marvel films I wouldn't say they're necessarily safe but not a single one has come out where there's been nearly I mean there might be some people that's like I didn't like that movie because this this or this but the vast, overwhelming majority of Marvel films and their fans are, well, they're right there with them. There's no divisive Marvel movie, really. No, not there yet. There might be at some point, but Feige, Feige has found a way to give the public what they want or what he thinks or what he, they don't realize what they want yet. I mean, he took Black Panther and turned it into a billion dollar movie. Who would have guessed that 10 years ago? So I think Feige. Yes, is going to start his era at Star Wars. 
And because of that, yes, I agree. I think a clean slate is coming. I think Kennedy's out. I think Ryan Johnson's out. As we see, the Game of Thrones guys are already out. It's it's a new world when it comes to Star Wars. Basically, other than The Mandalorian and the Cassian show that we know is coming, yep. Obi-Wan show. And Obi-Wan. These are all, but think of that. That's all based on established properties. We don't know. Well, Mandalorian's not an established okay, property. take that back. But it still takes place in between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. So what my point was more that... Time yes, frame, yes. What yeah. my point was more that after Rise of Skywalker, it's an undiscovered country. We have no idea yeah, what's we have coming no idea. Star Wars now. Yeah. I mean... I don't know if it, I'm wondering if Disney has an idea. I don't think they did. Well, you know, like I said, it's all been rumor, like you said just a moment ago. And what the big rumor was is that the Game of Thrones guys were going to do Knights of the Old Republic because it's very Game of Thrones-esque and takes place thousands of years before all the rest of the Star Wars films. I could see that happening. But now I think that's... Could that still be? I have no idea. We don't know. That's the thing. We have no idea what comes next now. No idea. Right. No, we don't. And that's a good segue because... There was also news with Game of Thrones this week, which we, we haven't really talked about that much on this podcast, but they canceled one prequel and they've, I guess, greenlit another one. Um, so I guess they're going to have the one that's been ordered is The House of the Dragon straight to the series. It's uh, written by Ryan Condal of Colony, which I didn't watch Colony. Uh, maybe you have. I have not. Interesting. Um, but it's, it's, it, it is based on the book fire and blood which is a newer book it's all about the house targaryen and it'll kind of get into that particular house from now when did the news come out that was really because the reason i asked because all i saw um, all morning and all afternoon was 805 p.m here's what i today think. okay let me throw, here's my hot take when you, you those of you listening you probably had a good 12 to 24 hours to think of this but my hot take coming in just what not even an hour and a half ago when that news came out was that all morning and all afternoon long, I kept hearing, oh, the Naomi Watts prequel to Game of Thrones is canceled, 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 canceled. It's not happening. Yep. I think HBO is like, we need to get some good news. We need to spin this quick. So, boom, here's this prequel that's coming out. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, for sure. Because they're, this is for on their, their, their own streaming thing called Max, which I don't understand that at all because you can get HBO streaming called HBO Now. Like, what the hell is the difference? Like they as gonna be tiered, like I don't I don't get what HBO doing now that, but is or no HBO is an app right. you can just get you can get Correct. without cable. HBO Max is going to be for everything under the Time Warner or not Time Warner, whatever Warner Brothers is owned by now. That whole umbrella is gonna be everything for that. Uh so, so why do you call it HBO? That's I don't know stupid that's, branding. That's, they decided that's the branding they're gonna go with because HBO is already out there. Oh, but that's supposed to be it's almost as bad. The only as thing Peacock. that's not gonna be on there is all the is the DC stuff that's gonna stay over at the DC app for now, where you see Titans and all that. But I thought I heard that after premiering on the DC streaming, that at some point they would show up on HBO Max. I don't know. They kind of have to, right? Because I, I mean, well, I mean, they're already owned. They're all owned by Warner, Warner Brothers. So why wouldn't you? Right. Think they, they're going to have to because no one is going to be be just. Well, I shouldn't say no one. I'm sure there's a good few many, but you know, Marvel is bundled in with Star Wars. Like you can't lose no. that bundle. 
So DC by itself, you know, there's only so much money in a pie people have, you know, at the end of the day, the content they love is what they'll pay for. And right now I see it as a two horse race. Apple, Apple's dead before they start. I don't care what anybody tells me. They can't just do everything. You know what? I've heard some and, good buzz on some of their shows. Like the one that's coming out with Reese Witherspoon has some pretty good buzz. No, they just, they said, they said it was horrible. Oh, it's horrible. That's what that's what the buzz is. That it's terrible. I miss that. Oh, that's too bad. Oh well. Oh well, that's well, okay. Uh, yeah. It's not going to affect me. I'm I'm not watching the Apple shit. <laughs> Apple shit. Well, that's why they're going to give it away with their phones. Anyways, this whole this whole thing is is interesting. <laughs> and with Game of Thrones, they're gonna like you said. I think it is something that HBO had to get out there quickly to say. Well, we had a lot of them in the pipeline, and this is just one spinoff that was turned down, and we're going to do this other spinoff. Um, so you know the one that they turned down. You're right, was the Naomi Watts one. Um, I don't know what it was technically about. Uh, they didn't really say. I don't think. So, I'm sure some internet fanboy knows what it's about. We don't. We don't need to know. It's dead anyway. <laughs> well, from what I understand, is they shot the pilot and then they showed it to HBO and they're like, oh, no. Yeah, I heard the same thing. That it's just not good. Because it's not a Benioff and Weiss production either. I don't believe. I, I agree. I, I don't think it is. I'm sure they get like an executive producer credit or some shit. They'll get some money from it, but well, no, they won't now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyways, Game of Thrones was a show I loved, books I loved, um, and I'm looking forward to the final book whenever, before, hopefully he doesn't die before it's finished. Oh, like Robert Jordan then, did? Because then his kid will probably make it like Tolkien and all that stuff, and it'll be the Simmerillion, Simmerillion, so whatever, Simmerillion fiasco. Yeah, I had a friend that was really into the Robert Jordan Wheel of Time books, but then he died before the series ended. I was like, oh, that's horrible. It is horrible. I don't know it, though. It's another fantasy, very deep, deep fantasy book, and there's probably two billion pages. It's a lot. I never got interested. It was just too much. But I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, couple I, more I, things. I had a quick question. I had a quick question for you yeah. personally. I know we're yeah. doing a podcast, but did you read the Game of Thrones books before the show, or did the show get you? Into I read. Books? I so the the first season came out, and then halfway before before the first season ended, I read the first two books because it got me to read the books, and then I read them all up. You know before like season three started gotcha i was just curious yeah yeah i mean his books are great it just takes 250 pages to get into it which is hard for some Ooh, that's a long time well it's his pace is different than most writers and but once it goes you can't put it down so like they're like five to six hundred page books each one of them um i'd say the so if you think about it, if it's a 600 page book 200 pages is a third in and that's usually when stories really get going at first act is done See, uh, I recently just read uh, The Dark Age by Piers Brown. And that is like the antithesis of that. The first 140 pages of that book, of like a 700-page book, or maybe it's only five. I know, it's a super long book. Uh, the first 140 pages is war. is just battle after battle after battle. And then all the, then it lets up after 140 pages. And I'm like, shoot, it's priest. I need a break. Wow. 
Good book, by the way. We'll, we'll, we'll cover that on a podcast at some point. I'll give it a shot. Um, so other news this week, I did watch, uh, I'm going to skip one and then we'll get, we'll finish with the last one, but, uh, I did watch the first couple episodes of Watchmen. I don't know. You don't have HBO, do you? No. So I haven't watched it. Plus, no. So David Lindelof can do it. (laughs) Um, it's, it's really interesting. I'm, I, I, I won't lie. I'm having a bit of trouble following it. It's kind of a, a, a different take on things and you know, the critics love it. Um, I don't know if I love it yet. I'll be honest with you. I, so this is one of those things. Watchmen wasn't something that I, I really, really liked it. It's one of my favorite graphic novels of all time, but I never like heartfully cared for the characters. You know what I mean? Like I would Superman or Batman growing up kind of thing. So they're good characters, but I never like, Oh man, Rorschach, you know, um, Watchmen was more about the story than it was the characters. Yeah. Because yeah. He used analogs from old Charleston comics characters and whatnot. So it was just, anyway, it, you were never supposed to, yeah. it was never about the characters. It was the story itself. So it's hard, it's hard to get invested in the characters unless done, especially. Well. And that's, what's happening with me in this is I'm having a hard time investing in the characters. And only when they call back from the comic, do I get pulled in a bit each time? And they know how they do that. They're, they're giving plenty Easter eggs and plenty of things to pull you in that if you read the comics, but it is a different time. And, um, but I, I think the art direction and stuff is brilliant. Uh, there's, I won't give any spoilers away, but like they kind of pulled a Game of Thrones in it, and and someone is no longer on the show that I thought would be on the show for a very long time. Well, let me ask and, you this: um, I, I haven't watched a lot. I haven't watched the show, obviously. I haven't really looked into it. So this is more closer of a direct sequel to the comics than it is the movie, correct? Correct. Okay. So have we seen Billy Crudup's blue penis yet? No, because he's on. Um, he's not there. I would. I know he's on Mars. Well, at least. But I mean, they, I mean, they haven't even talked. They showed him once on the planet, but yeah. But no. So. Interesting. And by yeah, Billy Crudup's blue penis, I mean Doctor Manhattan. Yes, I know. If too, that's really what you want to, if that's, that's, if that's really know. what you want to see, then watch the movie, Michael. I don't know what to tell you. I, if that's if that's something <laughs> you need to see, then I have no need or desire to see Billy Crudup's blue penis. But we got to see it anyway. That's right. Um, I will say you you might be able to see one in the show, but it isn't his, and it was on the second episode. Well, you're and it was blue. <laughs> okay, I'm, we're just going to leave this. We're going to leave the penis. Jokes yeah, we'll leave No more penis jokes. Yeah. Okay, and then so I would say people, if you if you like Watchmen to to actually watch it, it's it's really really good but i still i'm a little there, there's some there's so much stuff going on in a slow way and i don't even know how to explain it unless you watch it it's it's, it's things aren't happening fast but there's a lot of things that are happening so um anyways and then this weekend i you know i gotta admit i haven't bought tickets for it i haven't even planned to see it but i, I i'm going to see it um is terminator starts this weekend correct oh it does friday night friday night so uh, maybe I'll see it before our next podcast. I hope. I don't know. I I, I didn't plan on it. I, I I don't know why I didn't plan on it. We talked about it. We had a great episode about that. One of our oh, I'd love to most it. listened to episodes to, actually. I'd so totally love to we have to. Yeah. But I don't know if I can see it this weekend either. Because here's here's the real deal, folks out there in internet land. Uh, we're old and have kids and family, <laughs> so we can't always just well, do what we want. Well, I'm, I can kind of do what I want. If my kids 
aren't around anymore. Oh, so. Well, then what's your excuse? I, I, I may, I don't have one yet. I didn't, I just didn't think about buying tickets early. Doesn't mean I, I won't see it, but well, I Friday night, I've got a, I've got a monthly poker game. So Friday night, I'm locked into that poker game. Saturday night, it sounds like we're going to a Halloween party. Um, and so I suggested already, well, let's go see it like Saturday or Sunday morning. And I don't know. I don't know. We'll Good see. Luck. You know, we, we kind of, I, I, maybe I don't feel as much guilt, but sometimes there's a little guilt when we leave the kids alone. I mean, they're older now, but they're still kids. I don't know. Yeah. I may see, if I see it this weekend, I will let you know if we go see. Yes, for sure. Because we'll, we'll try and review it. Uh, as soon as possible for it's anybody great that uh, wants to listen to that. I mean, I have yeah. seen a couple negative reviews, but I'd say mostly what I've seen in reviews is that this is the best Terminator film since T2, which is not a high bar. So, well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's really good. Absolutely. So, with that being said, it's been a, it's kind of a short week this week. Uh, but we did get news, which I was extremely excited about. Nothing like that Mandalorian. I mean, it's just made my week, made everything better. Uh, we did make our preparations. We're preparing uh, all the things that we need for the GR Comic-Con, November 8th through 10th. And if you listened to the last podcast, we mentioned a giveaway. Michael, you want to explain that giveaway? So we're giving away two weekend passes to the Grand Rapids Comic-Con. Two of them. Two lucky listeners are going to get them. All you got to do, last week the rule was to share either on Twitter or on Facebook, episode 22, or leave a review on Facebook. So this week, very similar, you have to either retweet or tweet or retweet our episode 23, this episode. Or on Facebook, once again, share episode 23 or leave us a review on the KyberCast. Just go to Facebook and look for KyberCast. That, and it helps It helps if you add the hashtag KyberCast. That way yes, we, can, yes it does. we can follow it. Unless you share directly from when we post the episode. I mean, if you're listening to this now, hopefully you know where to find us. But if they're listening to this now, that's pretty incredible because well, no, they would have piped into listen, my computer. Not really now. By the time they hear this now, after editing and all that, Mr. Smartass. So, review on Facebook on the KyberCast page. Leave us a review. That gets your name in the hat. Share it. Share our post. We're going to post this episode. It'll be pinned to our page on Facebook. You share that, put your name in the hat. Or, we're going to tweet this episode 23 has come out. You retweet that. That gets your name in the hat. Three different ways in which you can get your name in the hat. These will add up if you did it last week as well. And like I said, two tickets to the Grand Rapids Comic Con. Grand Rapids Comic Con. November, what was it? 8th, 9th, and 10th. 8th yeah. through 10th. Yes. I, I got a little ahead of myself. It's a week away. It's basically a week away this Friday. One week away. We will have a few things at our booth. We have a little bit of swag to give out. Not nothing huge, but we we'll have a few small things to give out if you stop by. So stop by, say hi, um, and you'll understand why we have faces for radio and why we do wow. a podcast. That's not wow. video. I got looped into that. I am a beautiful man. Uh, eh, sure. <laughs> so yes, do that. Win some tickets. 
Yeah, win some tickets. Uh, and hey, if you listen to us on any of the podcast type products like Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Pocket Bean, Pod Bean, so what you listen to, Pod Bean, Pod Bean, subscribe to those, leave a review, it helps us. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, as we've said before, if you share it, that's the best thing you can do for us. We just want to get out there. So, that being said, we've had an interesting episode. I'm, I'm glad you guys all listen, and we hope to hear from you or you guys listen again. Michael, with that said, I'm out. How about you? I'm out too. Everyone have a good night, day, whatever, whenever you're listening to this, and keep on geeking on. What a piece of junk. Shh.